This episode of the Screenplay Writers Podcast is brought to you by Fire Hall's exclusive Raw Vegan Power Bars. Raw Vegan Power Bars created and invented by Fire Hall Coffee. Hello and welcome to the Screenplay Writers Podcast, episode 37. We are the Screenplay Writers. Hello there, and welcome to episode 37 of the Screenplay Writers Podcast. Great to have you with us, my friend. We are the hosts of the Screenplay Writers Podcast. I'm Ryan. My name is Nathan. And this is the only podcast you're going to find anywhere on the internet uh, that is by, for, and about screenplay writers. You're just not going to find another one. I dare you to Google screenplay writers, but put it in, put it in quotes so <coughs> it's the specific uh, Google search. Anyhow, this is episode 37, and you probably maybe heard on the opening there. This uh, this episode is brought to you by uh, what uh, the lawyers are now referring to as the Fire Hall brand raw vegan power bars. Uh, we used to, you may have noticed uh, that uh, the podcast was brought to you by Excel Pow raw vegan power bars. Now I can't talk too much about this, but Let's just say that uh, the Excel Pow Power Bars are, are now being legally referred to as uh, Firehall uh, Raw Vegan Power Bars, and we may not use the word Excel Pow to refer to these power bars. Yeah, they... Uh, if you've been following along, essentially there was a whole dilemma where we were selling them under the counter at our job, Firehall Coffee, and now our work has uh, taken the, the bars from us and is... And we we can't reveal too much, Nathan. Be careful legally what you what you say. But you, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much exactly it's, it. They've taken over the brand, and it's now they're created and yeah invented by Firehall Coffee. I guess what we didn't realize is because we developed the we painstakingly developed the delicious perfect recipe on Firehall property and during work hours using their equipment using their equipment and ingredients and selling it on their property they think they can swoop in and then take credit and legal brand name rights from our unique and delicious creation that placed tied for third in the best vegan power bars in the city so, you know, needless to say, we're, you know, we're investigating our legal options. Uh, we are. And, yeah, it does suck. I mean, it, on one hand, I'm glad that they like them and they want to keep yeah, selling them. That's, that's good. The, that's the positive out of but, this. But it does feel a little bit weird not to have our names on there. Yeah. Um, when I look at them, I do think Excel Pow. I mean, Excel Pow rolls off the tongue like, like you know, no other name does. It just doesn't seem right to call them fire all raw vegan power. It feels but, wrong. It feels wrong for sure. But, you know, let's this, just say we're pursuing it legally. And we still got our smoothies. Still got smoothies our smoothies. Excel power raw vegan smoothies available under the counter at Fire Hall Coffee. Yep. Let's talk today uh, about 
villains. Villains. That's the topic for today, episode 37 on the Screenplay Writers Podcast. Villains. Yeah, we just thought, hey, hmm, you know, based on kind of what's going on in our lives, what's, hmm, I wonder what a good topic is to, to discuss in a screenplay. Yeah, podcast. I wonder. So, so villains did pop to mind immediately. And what's the, you know, what's, what's, uh, well, yeah, let's just dive into villains. What, what, you know, what makes a good villain, Nathan? What do you think? They have to be evil. They have to be selfish and evil. Selfish, evil, taking what isn't theirs. Yeah, a villain someone who kind of, you know, maybe sees hard work that others have done painstakingly. Using and their equipment in their facility. Yeah, you know, even if it's a situation where the 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 people, let's say, are are creating something unique and original that will bring joy to many people, even if it's using someone else's, let's say, resources and equipment that they weren't using anyway, let's say. Let's just say, yeah. Let's just say that, you know, that still, if they swoop in, if the if the villain swoops in and, and kind of takes what's not, they didn't create themselves, is that right? I would say that's evil. Okay, yeah, I'm with you. I, I would say that's completely wrong. Would, would you say it makes them a villain? Absolutely. I think so too. I would say yeah. that in any definition of the word, that would make them a villain. Yeah, I think so. I mean, villains are, I'd, I would say if, Okay, checklist time. Villains are not creative, fairly selfish. They're swoopers. Okay, they swoop in after the they're after the <laughs> factors, right? Because yeah. somebody does something, creates something really, really good and 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 smart and tasty. Bad with scheduling, and they don't listen to your time off requests. Yeah, they they're notorious for making people work on shifts that. They know that they have baseball games during, but they still, you know, hmm, let's just schedule this guy on this baseball time, even though the two of them are starting shortstop and starting center fielder on this on their baseball team that they talk about all the time, and everyone knows that. That is the classic villain behavior. That's villain behavior, and, you know, if you're doing any writing about villains, those are the traits you're going to want to include. Exactly. Speaking of villains uh, on screen today, Nathan, have you seen any good movies lately? <laughs> um, I, you know, speaking for myself, I have not because I've been reading up so much on the legal issues around swooping in and stealing someone else's ideas, yeah. even if they came up with them on company time. You should see. So, we have. We have pages and pages of legal documents yeah. boxes that we've been sifting through yeah photocopies um, made photocopies made some of it relevant most of it not just vaguely kind of relevant, vaguely yeah. relevant yeah. that we're that we're reading and kind of trying to figure out what our options are yeah can afford, afford lawyers at the moment that's the no, tough part we're representing no. ourselves yeah if this goes forward yeah thinking about doing a bit of a you know volunteer patreon type Kickstarter arrangement because we know that uh, you know it's not even about us. To me, it's it about really the power isn't. bars. It really is about the power bars. And so many people have requested these power bars, and they want the original name on them. That's it, the, the thing. The name is a big yeah. deal. It is because it's the first thing you see. Yeah. There's no wrapping or packaging, but it's the it's the first thing that you hear yeah. when you're ordering it. Yeah. And the idea that that hard work is being squandered yep. and represented in a way that we feel is unfair. Yeah, misrepresented. Exactly. It's unnerving. Unnerving. It's awful. 
Awful. It's disturbing. Unnerving. Disturbing. Unnerving. All of those. Um, so let's just say we're going to fight it. Let's we're not going to just sit down and let people take our creation. No. Um, and we're definitely you know, not going to sit down because there's nowhere to sit at work. And we're, we're, we're able to talk like this because, you know, we typically record these podcasts a couple days before they're posted. And I'm sure that their lawyers will have relented by the time this thing's posted because our case is good. Our, our, I would say our moral rights are strong. Forget legal rights. We have, we have moral rights to those bars. We have moral rights. Yeah. Yeah. There is such a thing, people. Look it up. Look it up. We have been. We have been at. We've been at the legal law library for yeah for weeks on end, um, just reading and researching. And yep, getting actually mad. learned quite a bit. I've been trying to sleep there, but they kick me out. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, well, this will just be a time capsule, essentially. This will all blow Absolutely. over It'll so quickly over. by next week. You'll, you'll oh, forget yeah. this even happened. Absolutely. Um, yeah, it'll be back to probably uh, the other old name, which started with an E. I can't say it too many times, I don't think, on podcast. But you all know what it is. Uh, rhymes with um, Michelle Howe. And so that's what Michelle it, Howe yeah. sounds like a good character name. Write that Michelle one down if you're Howe. ever in a, in a jam. Yeah, she'd be a hero, not a villain, too. Definitely not. Definitely not a villain. Let's do script surgery. Scalpel. Dialogue. Character development. Joke. Today on Script Surgery, we are going to uh, investigate and uh, slice into a, a screenplay that we think could use a little fixing up usually. And what we do is we, we rearrange the parts and um, slice it and dice it so that it makes a lot of sense and that it would actually work as a legitimate screenplay and a legitimate film. So today we are going to talk about Rosemary's Baby. Rosemary's Baby. Nathan, what uh, what do you think about this one? I think it's good. It's an older movie. Um, but that doesn't stop it from being good. No. I don't think the movie needs to be new to be good. That's, no. a, that's a philosophy of mine. Yeah. Um, it's a, you know, it's it's a bit a, of a driller, this one, right? It's a bit of a driller. Yeah, There's some dramatic, dramatic elements. Driller. It's... It's thrilling. It's suspenseful. Yeah, kind of just nails it. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, you know, I think I think this is a bit of a nailer. Yeah, definitely. It, it nails it. It's a what we call a carpenter picture. It hits the head right, on, nail right on the head. Uh, professional carpenter picture, pro car, pro car, and you know what? What we like about this one, obviously, is the tension. Mm-hmm. It 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 uh, it does a continuous build. I forget what our name of that for that is, but we have a rule for that where you're we continue, have a rule. I continuous build every scene. Forget it. Yes. Yeah. One up. One uppers. One upper anyway. is a rule. I don't think it's that one. But yeah, yes. one uppers yeah, is refers do, to these are one upper in this. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, it continually builds the tension, interesting characters, and what really sells this one for us was the cinematography. Gorgeous. Gorgeous. And the thing about it, though, is not not just the cinematography on screen, but the cinematography, you can tell, is baked into the screenplay. And that is another Hare's rule. Yeah, put some camera angles in there. Yeah. Tell, tell uh, when you're writing your screenplay, write exactly what you want the camera to do. Yeah. 
in as specific as detail as possible. Detail. Yeah. Yeah. You want to bake it right into the screenplay. That's the key to the cinematography rule is bake it in. Crane shot. Uh, the camera follows, uh, tracking, dolly, uh, drone shot. Yeah. These are all punch punch in on da da da, da yeah. and jump cut to this. These are all words that you should be familiar with and yeah. using uh, as much as possible, yes. You don't want to leave anything to chance. No. Uh, you want to bake it in. You know, speaking of bake it in, it reminds me of our raw vegan power bars, which are not baked. They're not baked. It's kind of the opposite of this, but yes. And we also left nothing to chance with the vegan power bars because we carefully hand selected every ingredient. The, the recipe was absolutely perfected. Yeah, yes. we, we weigh every every ingredient to the hundredth of a gram. And, you know, I am just thinking about this Harris rule. It, the A lazy director is going to swoop in. And exactly. take your and take your screenplay. And if you don't have those camera angles baked into your screenplay, yeah. he is gonna or they is gonna just do whatever they want. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're gonna just change everything. And next thing you know, your your title on page zero is going to be changed. Yep. Which is the worst. Right on. Let's do Logline Cage Match. Today in Logline Cage Match, uh, Nathan's going to read an idea that he's been cooking up, I believe. And uh, in Logline Cage Match, which we do every week, I will give my unvarnished uh, opinion. Um, It's like a cage match. We just uh, go toe-to-toe and just be brutally brutally honest about what we think of the other's work because that's the best way to improve yeah what do you got nathan okay well this i got a couple uh, variations on one on one idea so the the movie's called poster child Mm. and so it's either a child in a poster in a boy's room comes to life after lightning strikes the poster Mm. or it's a teenager with a poster on his wall is sucked into the poster when lightning strikes his house and then he's stuck in poster land and he's unable to escape until he saves the beach volleyball team from sure defeat okay okay so kind of two variations on this idea of one could be a sequel one, you know one could this uh, the next movie could be that but poster land for sure exists poster land i like this poster land and definitely it's by lightning right which is the universal you know um way of having a major kind of psychological uh, rearrangement of the reality of a certain situation, which I just absolutely, I think that's a genius move. I think lightning just automatically communicates to the audience that something is going to change. Something drastic has just happened. And if the lightning hits uh, somebody, make sure you have like flashes of their skeleton, you know, yep. in, their, in the outline of and their And they body. should be obviously touching the poster. Yeah. Uh, so he's connected yeah. to it psycho- psychographically. What? Psychogeographically. Yeah. Exactly. So, okay, so he touches the poster, let's say, uh, and then j- j- he becomes part of the poster land, which is, turns out to be a three-dimensional universe or even a two-dimensional universe. Yep. But this guy is within these posters. So there's other posters on the wall I'm gathering about a beach volleyball team. <laughs> so that that's is that how that connection goes? Yes, he, he's, exactly. He then has to play for that team and defeat 
the yeah. other team on the poster. Okay, I lo- that's really creative. I really like that. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's like, and then maybe he's in there with like Scarface, and then like uh, oh, yeah. Einstein, Einstein with the, with his oh with the tongue sticking out, and then maybe Bob Marley and I love this Pulp Fiction. Yeah, the woman on the cover of that. This is a great idea. Yeah, Posterland, and uh, maybe the smiley face or what me worry or whatever, and yeah. all of those. Exactly. Um, yeah, Alfred E. Newman. Wow. Okay, this is great. This is great. No, Nathan, these are brilliant ideas. I would uh, just run with them. Thank you. All right, well, that pretty well does it for this episode of the Screenplay Writers Podcast. Thanks so much for joining us on this episode about villains. It's all about, uh, so I guess in Posterland, the villain might be the other volleyball team, possibly, and there would be lots of villains in there. Maybe Scarface is a villain, or who else could be a villain in there? Um, uh, just some evil posters. Some evil, yeah. Maybe if you had like a Marilyn Manson maybe poster. It's, yeah, <laughs> I like that romance. Yeah, or maybe it's somebody in there who's controlling access to the to the the non-poster land, just blocking access. Right. It could be like a. Mm. Um, I don't know. Where would you buy posters? Um, yeah. Interesting. Like yeah. Walmart or something. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Well, again, thanks for listening. And as always, keep your dialogue snappy. Always keep writing. Yeah.